information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello Hello, love Hello Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love So glad you are here Our number Hello, two Hello, love Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Come on in. Satispell. We're going to have a good in, hour love, or two love. left to go here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 8.09, nine minutes after the hour. You can uh, join us on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304-232-8255. Um, mid-40s outside, 44 at the airport, 42 at the Highlands, 40 in Elm Grove, 43 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be clouds in the morning, then they'll clear out. It'll be a sunny afternoon. Daytime high, 54 or so. Uh, cool down a little bit over the weekend into the uh, high 40s, low 50s. Sunny the rest of the weekend and into the beginning of next week. So it's... Uh, it's a good week. We have a lot going on. Um, the big story, of course, Joe Manchin decides not to seek re-election. John Kilwine from WVU, a political science professor, joins Bob and I in a minute or two, and we'll continue to kick that around. What is going on? What's Manchin's, what's, what's, what's he thinking? What is he going to do? Is it going to work? Who could run in his place, if anybody, in West Virginia? Short answer is no. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, so that's you know, coming up. The Royal Caribbean unveiling their new icon of the seas ship, uh, Bill Bryson. We'll be in to talk about that with our Uniglobal High Valley Travel Show. The Capitol Christmas Tree made a stop in Wheeling, and the Ogilvy Festival of Lights flipped their switch last night. Our old friend Santa Mike, who was here with us earlier this week, uh, was the official Santa Claus that flipped the switch. The holiday season in full swing. We'll talk about some of the things that you can do as early as, well, actually right now, I guess. Uh, and Bob and I still have the highlights of the week that I want to get to, so we'll get to that. Um, in uh, just a little bit uh, here this morning on the show. You said earlier, Howard, that you weren't, wasn't sure what you might get into this evening. You were thinking about yeah. uh, driving through we, uh, Ogilvy in the Festival, Festival of Lights. Lights. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to take $30 with you. Well, you don't have to. Well, they suggest you do. It's a, it's a suggestion. So you, you're going to say, I, I understand you're suggesting 30 but... Uh, I'll tell them, say, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, but no. I think when they started out, it was like five bucks, right? Five, I think it was, yeah. Five dollars, now we're well, up to I 30. think literally when they started, I don't think they even asked for a donation when they started out. Well, they got the electric bill. And then, yeah, and then it was very small for a long time, and then they, they slowly brought it, brought it up. Um, and, I, you know, I get it. And, you know, they, they, it's, a, it's an expensive proposition. People somehow think that Ogilvy is, I don't know, is... is um, unlimited money or something but they're not so we'll talk about i mean so yeah but remember you do not have to you do not have to pay that fee it is a donation if you give the donation you get some stuff they give you a little cd i think they give you a little booklet about the festival of lights and so on and it's fun to have and quite frankly i will probably pay it because i i don't mind paying it and you also get a little placard you can put on your car window so if you want to go more than one time they don't they won't even ask you the second time but you do not have to you can say thank you i appreciate that but i don't choose to make a donation or you know what you could put five bucks in the till or something any truth to the rumor going around howard that they added a little bit of deer jerky oh, into, into their into their now, gifts come on now but do you do you find it the least bit strange the the big story um I mean, one of our headline stories here in the upper ohio valley for the last couple of weeks was the deer kill which was monday tuesday and wednesday and once it began, Zippo, zilch, not a word. 
Not, not a word. I rode through the park yesterday, and uh, there was deer out. Nothing like there used to be. Now, the field that you and I talk about, we butcher the name occasionally. Yes, there are lights there. There was still deer here and there, but not that big herd that we were accustomed to seeing. But I think part of that, I mean, it may be that they're running away from the bow hunters. Uh, but I, I think part of that, too, is just that the, the field is now filled with dinosaurs. Um, Festival of Lights does rearrange the deer to begin with, so... Um, but I, you know, I would think, and I know what's going on here, they didn't want dead deer to be overshadowing flipping of the switch for the Festival of Lights. Yeah, that would put a little damper on it, Howard. And the other thing I noticed, now I was down by the pool. I didn't go all the way down uh, by Camp Russell. Something was going on there. But I did not go to an area of the park that was closed. Well, down there by Camp Russell, they're doing the Winter Carnival. I, I could see they were doing something. Setting up, it looks like an ice skating rink. Setting set up an ice skating rink, you're exactly right. Um, and I think they have reindeer down there, or they probably pretend reindeer, but they have reindeer down there too. There's a lot to do. I mean, it, it, it used to be the Festival of Lights, which was worth it in itself, even though it's only a donation. Uh, used to be you just drive through and enjoy the lights, and that was wonderful. Uh, they have a lot of things going on. They've got entertainment. They've got the, the skating rink. They've got the, some things for the kids. It's uh, much more elaborate now. But I think part of the reason... I'm guessing. I do not know this. I'm, part of the reason that you don't have a press release from the park about the deer kill, which occurred the last three days, is they didn't want that to get involved with the press release of flipping this Festival of Lights switch. You're exactly right, Howard. And what Okabee could use that would really maybe uh, be an increase in business, just a little bit of snow. A little bit. A little bit. Because little that bit. really helps they the They must lights. have made some yesterday. I saw Taylor Long was broadcasting live from the Big Seven uh, for the flipping of the switch. And she said that they had a little bit of snow, but she said it was man-made snow. So they must have had like a little snow machine up there for that. Just to well, they got the ski uh, lift. Maybe, the maybe ski that's lift. what they yeah. were doing. Yeah. So we could right. use our own snow, Howard. Big story of the day: Joe Manchin says he's not running for re-election. What's that about? We'll talk to John Kilwan about it next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Please come to Boston for the springtime. I'm staying here with some friends, and they've got lots of room. It's a bumper music featuring city names all morning long this morning. A little different take on our bumper music here at 816 on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Mid-40s for your temperature right now, getting up to the mid-50s before the day is over and done with. So I'm sleeping yesterday. I took my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old man, and I take my afternoon nap. And I'm, and I wake up and I'm, what in the world? I'm looking at my inbox. I got, I got message after message after message. What's going on? Well, everybody's telling me Joe Manchin made his announcement he is not going to run for re-election. After months of deliberation and long conversation with my family, I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. I have made one of the toughest decisions of my life, 
and decided that I will not be running for re-election to the United States Senate. Now, uh, that came as a giant surprise to me. Manchin was with us just two weeks ago here on this show. And he said that it was an option, but he said he, was, he either could retire, uh, he could run for re-election as a Democrat or an independent, or he might make, in his words here, a national tour to see what's going on. But I have to admit I was surprised. John Kilwine is a WVU political science professor, and we've talked to John a lot about Senator Manchin. He follows him uh, politically and professionally. John, did it surprise you yesterday? Yeah, I was floored. I was floored. I was working, and my wife texted me and said, did you see it? So then I had to go and see it, and it was true. Yeah. What, what's your first thought about this? What's your, what's your gut reaction to this? You know, guys like Manchin, they um, – they love that. They love that job. They love the. Although he has said that the Senate sucks, but he, he, you know, they love the job. They love the power, and it. it uh, and and they think they're um, um, helping the state. And so I'm, I was just shocked. And, and there's also the kind of. Um, it just it seems odd to me that he walked away from from battle. I mean, it was going to be a tough battle, but in a way, this is giving up. And so. Um, yeah, I was I was really surprised. He was with us about two weeks ago here on the show, and I asked him, "Do you think you can beat Governor Justice?" And I expected, him, of course, to say yes. But what surprised me was how quickly. I mean, I didn't get the words out of my mouth, and he said, "Oh, absolutely," uh, which made me think he was pretty confident that he could run a pretty strong race against Jim Justice. Now that's going to be a tough race. It would have been a tough race, um, but I, I'm like you. I'm 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 surprised he he came down. Uh, on this on this side of things, and then so what is this? He called on our show a national tour. I think he said yesterday, "I'm going to travel around the country." Is that, in your mind, John, a predecessor to this, maybe no labels third party presidential run or some other third party presidential run? Yeah, I guess. Um, but I'm going to go one step back to, to to. I wish I would have heard your show that day because that that does confirm what I thought. I thought that uh, when you look at it, it was going to be a really tough race. But, you know, the Justice Administration with its issue in the Southern Regional Jail and, and his business finances and things like that, I could have just, every one of those things, you could have just seen Joe Manchin's uh, campaign saying, okay, let's put this together, let's put this together. And I 100% agree with you that it was going to be a tough race, but, you know, it it it, it seemed doable. Uh I mean, I wasn't going to predict that he was going to win, but it seemed doable. It seemed like it could have been a reasonable campaign. And so that's what shocked me about yesterday. But, but, to, but to your question, yeah, the no labels thing, I guess, I guess that's what he's hinting at with the, with the national tour. But, you know, I just don't see where Joe Manchin gets traction outside of the state. I mean, in, in really red states, he's going to be seen as, as, you know, not completely with the team because of, uh, you know, helping to, uh, Joe Biden to pass. Inflation Reduction Act with with blue states. I mean, he's seen as the you know he's seen as the the, the cause for uh, some of Joe Biden's environmental stuff and other kinds of bills not to pass. And so, I just don't see where his I don't see where his national appeal is. And so maybe that's a statement that says, hey, you know, I'm not completely retiring. I'm going to go check things out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to see what the what the American middle uh, thinks or what it wants, but. I don't, I don't see that translating into any kind of viable uh, national ticket. You know, I, I've known Joe Manchin both personally and professionally since he ran for Secretary of State all those many years ago. And i got to say, the concept of a Joe Manchin doing nothing makes no sense to me. I mean, I can't imagine Joe Manchin, quote, retiring. Uh, Hoppy Kirchhoff talks about this today in his commentary over at WVMetroNews.com. There's one thing you can feel confident about. Manchin's not going to just call it quits, so... If he thought he couldn't win re-election, I guess then he takes this this run. Although, John, do you think it's possible, just possible, that he's been reading the tea leaves that a lot of other folks have been reading about the recent polls showing Biden and uh, not winning to Trump, uh, that Trump wins over Biden, and you know David Axelrod has suggested that uh, maybe maybe Biden should step down, and some other people's picking up on that thought. Uh, is is he reading into that and thinking, well, maybe I can offer an alternative if I, if I can get out there fast enough, maybe I could be that alternative? I'm I'm just speculating. I'm wondering what your professional thought is. I just can't see I can't see Joe Manchin being. Um, again, I'm going to go back to my point: a, a national, a credible national candidate, especially within his own party. I mean, a party which he 
um, not so occasionally stuck his finger in their eye collectively. Absolutely. And so I, 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 how that how that works in, in states where where well, I mean, it's, it, we're getting to the point where you'd have to, you know they're 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 getting on the ballot issues in terms of primaries, but. Uh, no, I, I, I have a hard time seeing Joe Manchin being the credible. Say, so let's say let's say Biden steps down. I mean, my question has always been for those people who say Biden needs to step down. Well, who then? Yeah, well, that's and the point. Yeah. When I, and when I say the who then, it, it, Joe Manchin doesn't run, you know, he doesn't jump to the top of my list. Yeah, but maybe maybe he runs to the top of Joe Manchin's list. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only being half facetious there. Maybe Joe's saying, well, you know. People are asking the question, if not Biden, who? How about me? Um, you know, I like Joe Manchin, so I want to be careful how I say this, but he has an ego. He believes, I think. Well, in, again, that goes back to my point, Howard. I mean, those people in the Senate, you know, they, they have an ego, and, and it's. I'm I'm still shocked that I'm sure, still shocked that he's stepping down. The Senate is in trouble now. Uh, Manchin has been now. They 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 were worried. The Democratic Party was worried about whether he could get reelected anyway. But they were certainly behind him. He was the only hope they had to hold the seat here in West Virginia, I think. Um, so he kind of leaves his his own party a bit up in the air. Um, a lot of things going to have to happen elsewhere now for the Senate to stay in Democrat control. Which again, I, 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 I I'm sorry to be repetitive, but you're exactly right. So the Senate was always in in jeopardy. I mean, we have to be right. honest about that. Right. But but you know that this. It's kind of almost. It doesn't lock anything. We don't know what's going to happen, but, um, but, but again, that's not going to endear him to national Democrats. I mean, the the the, the word is that the that, you know they were in essence begging him to to stay in the race. And so this is yet another time when Joe Manchin is not making the national Democrats happy. And so to to to, to then translate that into some kind of national run. To, for, for that party just, just strikes me as not not realistic. Now, in the last 12 hours or so, I've talked to a lot of people, and I've asked a couple of them, well, could you vote for Zach Shrewsbury? And you know what they've said to me? Who? Yeah, who? I had to say who. Who? And I had to say, he is, he is, in his own words from his own press release yesterday, he is now the Democratic uh, nominee, uh, Democratic candidate for the U.S. Senate in West Virginia. He's been out there. Nobody's known about him. He hasn't done much, or I, maybe I shouldn't say hasn't done much, but people haven't paid much attention to him. Manchin so far overshadows him that he's buried in the shadow. But um, that's what that's what's sitting out there now, Zach Shrewsbury, and I don't think too many people are, are aware of him. No, I mean I'm ashamed how after this happened, then I had to go out and look and to see, you know, who who could be, and then and then I realized that there he was. He was already running against Manchin. And you know, I, I had to look up some of his speeches online, and yeah, he seems like an interesting guy. I mean, he's he's a native of Ripley. He's a he's a, he's a marine. He's a former marine, um, and he uh, he gives a decent speech. He reminds you a bit of a, kind of a Fetterman kind of a candidate, but with not with not the same kind of resume. I mean, he wasn't a mayor of a town or anything. But um, yeah, I mean, but that's all. I mean, they, that gets us to that gets us to the depleted ranks of the West Virginia Democratic Party, and so that uh, I mean, he's the guy right now for them. For them. Since you admitted it, then I can do it too. I got a, an email from the Shrewsbury campaign yesterday, and I looked at it and I went, what, "What's this guy running for? I wonder what's going on. Who is this? You know, I get it from all over the country." What? And then I read. Oh, <laughs> oh! Wait, he, he's he's already running as a Democrat for the Senate seat in West Virginia. We're going to talk to him next week here on the show because I know nothing about him other than, like you, I did some quick research yesterday. So, uh, I, you know, I can't conceive. You know, do you know what day you're going to do that? I do not know that yet. We're working on it on time. I will let you know. Um, okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd like to hear. Him. And by the way, shameless self promotion. If you do want to hear the interview with Senator Manchin, it's up on our podcast at watchdognetwork.com. I think it was October 20th was the date, but if you look back there, you'll see I've got Mark Manchin interview uh, at watchdognetwork.com on yeah, our I'll podcast. Do that. I'll and, do that. Uh, um, again, just going back to repeat what I said. What amazed me, I was expecting him to say, of course, if I'm going to run for election, I'm going to win. He said that over and over again. But Bob, you can, Bob Slider, executive producer, you can confirm. When I ask him, can he beat Jim Justice? I mean, it wasn't, he didn't take a breath. No, he uh, made it quite clear that he thought he could win, and but he never used the word presidential. He just said a national, national tour. National tour, national tour. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. 
So, and there's nobody else, Zach, I mean, Zach, excuse me, John, other than Zach Shrewsbury, who was in the race and whose name nobody knows, uh, th this is the problem the Democratic Party in West Virginia. There are simply no names out there. There's, there's, if I cast about and ask who else could it could it conceivably be, there's nobody there. No, I mean, I did my homework last night. I mean, you know, I mean, who? Roman Prezioso, Mike Caputo. I, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who it is. I mean, it. And then, and then you look at, you know, and then I, I looked again, just, just, just to remind myself. I looked at the roster, the House, and at the Senate, and. I mean, there's just so few Democrats, and 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 there's nobody, nobody with a with a national, I'm sorry, with a with a statewide, uh, you know, win. I mean, and if you look at the party itself, I mean, they still list John Perdue as as, as a as a statewide um, them. And so, I, it it's it's a party that really is kind of I don't know if disraising the is the right word, but it's definitely it's definitely in the rebuilding mode, and and I and I I don't see a lot of the. the restocking of the roster you know? what do we have is it 14 only 14 uh, democrat senators i think state senators i mean the number is uh, is so pathetic it's uh, i used to joke with some of them that you know you could they can caucus in a phone booth you mean in the whole legislature I think yeah in the whole, whole yes senate. the house and the senate yes correct yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they could yeah. they could they could get together they might as well just have dinner and you know no sense in having meetings yeah, just, absolutely. Just, you know and 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 you know i forget his name now but the guy who switched and because he wants to run uh for, for statewide office and so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a party that really it, you know it's like a fighter who's just still reeling from the punch i mean he's they're not they're not operating in the way that you would expect the party to, to do so right now. Well, it's going to be interesting how, to see how it goes. John, I appreciate you joining me this morning, particularly on quick notice, but um, uh, I wanted to get your take on this, and I suspect you and I may talk a bit more between now and Election Day because uh, be curious to see what happens. And I'll be curious if Manchin starts this national tour, national travel, whatever it's going to be, how that <laughs> how that plays out. You know, what exactly, what form is that going to take? And, and yep, what, yep. what's he going to do? So. Don't be surprised if we don't reach out to you again sometime soon, but I appreciate your taking the time this morning. Thanks so much. Sounds good, Howard. Always fun to see you. All right. Thanks a lot. John Kilwine, WVU political science professor. Uh, he's been with us many times before. He follows Manchin on a professional level, and um, I wanted his take on things. But, Bob, he's as confused as everybody else is. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody that you'll hear uh, talk about this will say, ah, I've seen that coming. I, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I knew what was going to go on. I anticipated this. I thought probably around 2.30 yesterday he was going to. Yeah, no, everybody is like, what, huh, who? <laughs> Bob Westfall said to me, uh, he, he texted me, he says, I was, in, I was having some medical tests done. I came out and mansions quit. He said, what's going on here? So uh, amazing. Let's see. Uh, text line, Frio Stack, auction service text line. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act was the single biggest mistake Joe Manchin made. He ended his own career. Yeah, because all he did was bring hundreds of millions of dollars to fix roads and bridges and repair things in West Virginia. What a terrible mistake caring for your state that way. And Howard, I mean, I, I mean this. You, you'll probably remember this. I think I started four years ago, even before Trump, maybe, maybe longer, that, that this nation is becoming so divided because yep. of political parties. I mean, and, and it used to frustrate me, and then it just seemed like it got worse and worse. If everybody recognizes that, that might be another feather in the cap of Joe Manchin where they say, okay, this guy gets it. But, yes, you know, that's Manchin's, all we need. It's a, you make a really good point. Manchin's goal may be, and he said this actually, so we should, we're all kind of jumping ahead. He's going to make a national tour. That probably means he's entering that third party, no labels, candidacy, run for presidency. He may mean just what he says. He wants to call attention to the division in our country and try to find ways for people to want to come together. Because the division in this country is unbelievable. I mean, it's just it's staggering. And um, and I don't I don't know how you get around it. Maybe Manchin is the guy, not as president, not as senator. Not as anything except Joe Manchin talking to people, trying to pull people together. And I, I, I hope he's successful, Howard, because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on a Friday, but usually what it takes is a Pearl Harbor, a 9-11, yeah. and we don't need that. We need common sense. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. I'm completely with you. Uh, text line, um, I believe there's some sarcasm here. 
Maybe Joe's daughter, Heather Bresch, can hire him for $15 million a year. Okay, all right. Uh, anything else here off the Frio Stack line before I take a break? No, it's something totally different. It's okay. You guys can text me anything. I mean that sincerely. But, you know, we're in the middle of talking about Mansion today. And I'm not going to get off on. Never mind. Um, I've been on Facebook Live for this past half hour. Again, what I'm doing, I'm going to text from a friend of mine. Howard, is this live a new feature? If so, congratulations. Listen, we used to do Facebook Live all the time. We stopped doing that for a variety of reasons, including Facebook got mad at us. Okay, so we didn't do that. Uh, but the, um, the um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Bill Bryson walked in, and I was so excited that I lost my... I lost my. Oh, it's so, going to be a new feature. So I, I'm what I'm trying to do. We are going to go full video here, and you can't see them, but we have cameras, all new cameras installed in the studio. We have lighting coming in. We're going to do uh, all new things in the studio to make it better. It'll be like a video studio. We will be going full video in the near future. Um, in the meantime, for about 15, 20 minutes every hour, I'm picking up on Facebook Live and just throwing it out there. So if you're on Facebook, you can watch a little bit of the show. Um, that way, and then uh, turn on AM 1600, AM 1370, FM 98.1, FM 97.7, or watchdognetwork.com, and follow along on the radio or online. So, But thanks for the comment. It is, this is a new feature in the sense I will do it probably once an hour every hour just for a little bit of time. So um, thank you for that. Um, 834, 26 of the hour, Bill Bryson is here eagerly awaiting to tell us about the icon of the seas and other things. Good morning, Ohio Valley. I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your morning headlines for this Friday, November 10th. Although the races in Ohio for this year have concluded, a race in Ohio County is just about to begin. Candidate for Ohio County Prosecutor Sean Turak hosted a reception to kick off her campaign Thursday at River City Restaurant. She has already been with the prosecutor's office for 22 years, often covering violent cases involving murder, arson, and kidnapping. Turak tells 7 News she's running because she's dedicated her life to fighting for Ohio County. And Derek Smith, the owner of the now-closed Club 106 in Steubenville, appeared in court yesterday. At the Steubenville Municipal Court, he was convicted of an unspecified alcohol-related misdemeanor. Club 106 has had a history of issues with police reports detailing incidents over the past couple of years. More recently, they were accused of selling alcohol illegally. And in the past, Smith said the community needed a place to gather, and the club provided that. Looking across the Mountain State, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin has announced that he will not be running for re-election in the Senate next year. A centrist Democrat, Manchin often found middle ground with fellow moderate Democrats and Republicans. When the margin in the Senate majority narrowed to a single vote or two, Manchin often cast the deciding ballot. But he often grew weary of the deep partisan divide in Washington and elsewhere. No prominent Democrat has announced running for Senate. The Republicans have a fierce primary between Governor Jim Justice and Congressman Alex Mooney. Check this out. The holiday season has officially begun at Ogilvy Park with the initiation of their Festival of Lights celebration Thursday evening. You can check out the activities Ogilvy has to offer on their website, ogilvy.com. The Festival of Lights runs through January 7th from dusk until midnight. That was a look at your headlines for this Friday, November 10th. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mountaineer sports teams head north, south, east, and west this weekend. Hey, everybody, I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up after this from Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
It's going to be an extremely busy weekend for Mountaineers sports teams. Tonight, we've got basketball inside the Coliseum as West Virginia looks to go 2-0 on the Young campaign, entertaining the Hawks of Monmouth. Monmouth lost its season opening game to George Mason. That's the same George Mason team that West Virginia defeated here in Morgantown during that exhibition game. A lot of new faces on the Monmouth roster. They struggled last year. They won just seven games, but they made some big-time moves in the offseason. Nine new players on this year's team, including the head coach's son, Xander Rice, played four seasons at Bucknell, scored over 1,000 career points. Now as a grad transfer, he comes to play for his dad, King Rice, and played well in their opening game. He scored 21 points. He'll be a focus of concern this evening. Our game time tonight is set for 7 p.m. Our pregame coverage will begin here at 6. Meanwhile, Mountaineer football team making its way to Norman, Oklahoma for its game tomorrow night against the Sooners. Kickoff is set to go at 7 o'clock. Our pregame coverage begins at 4 with the Mountaineer Gomart Tailgate Show. WVU women's basketball team plays its second game of the season tomorrow as they meet up against arch-rival Pitt in Pittsburgh. And lastly, Coach Dan Stratford and the Mountaineer soccer team plays for the Sunbelt Conference Championship against the Thundering Herd of Marshall in Huntington on Sunday. A lot going on. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Well, for over 25 years, I've practiced at Wheeling Hospital and WVU Wheeling Hospital. I grew up here. I am dedicated and feel a commitment to the Ohio Valley, and I believe that's our continued mission. We've been challenged over the past three years with the pandemic, but we've emerged stronger. The people that work here are here mostly because they want to be here. And when there is a desire to be here. Join us for Naylor's Military Appreciation Weekend. Start off with Frosty Friday and $2 beers, November 10th. Then on Saturday, honor all who have served at Military Appreciation Night with discounted tickets and a free fountain drink for Military with ID, Oath of Enlistment, and Specialty Jerseys, both games 710. Finish with Screen Time Sunday and Post Game Skate. One lucky fan wins a free TV. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stops all over the world. And in every Bob, I'm thinking in keeping with uh, the theme of the morning, uh, the traveling man soon might be Joe Manchin. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> he said he'd be making his travels around the country. Uh, Bill, if he needs help scheduling things, if he's taking a national tour, you could probably help oh, him. Oh, yeah, we could uh, put him on Route 66, start down that way. And, <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Captain of the Uniglobal High Valley Travel Team is Bill Bryson. He's here in studio with us, and good morning. Welcome to the show, sir. Always good to see you today. Uh, yeah, day. always happy to be here. Oh, so you, your connect, your switch is just follow that down. To, uh, it's it's down in front of you. Nope, 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 nope. By your belly. Go down by your belly. Oh, down here. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Slider's coming in. He's not going to touch you in a bad, appropriate, <laughs> appropriate way. Okay. We're going to get the headphones set here for Bill. Hello, Bill. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Can you hear yet? No. <laughs> no. All right, well, listen, you'll just have to listen through, through through the headphones that are here. I can, I can hear. We'll make it work out. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work somehow, some way. Okay. We always do. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. What is something? Try this one here. Thanks. How about that? We'll make it work, or or I'll, I'll act like a translator, and I'll just, you know, yeah, pretend like it's a translator, and I'll repeat. Uh, so, oh, there you go. That's okay. Except now it's so loud, you got to turn it down. There you go. All right, put them on, turn them down. Okay. They're all situated now. Yes, no, maybe. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Slider. Appreciate your expedient help. No problem. You were you you scurried in here like a scurry. I couldn't scurry the way you scurried. Mr. Bryson gave me the help signal. That's that's why. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bill, um, you got a big uh, uh, Western Caribbean cruise coming up in, I guess it's in the spring, right? Uh, yes, it's in April. Uh, Royal Caribbean's coming out with a brand new ship. I think it uh, starts in January. And we have held space on the icon of the sea. So we uh, invited uh, Charlie Kudla from Royal Caribbean to be with us this morning and talk a little bit about this fantastic ship. Good Charlie, morning. good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me join this morning. I'm excited about this. So oh, wow. they keep getting bigger and bigger, don't they? Bigger and better, right? <laughs> bigger and better. You know, they always say bigger is not necessarily better, but in this case, it's better. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Icon is, is going to be one of the biggest ships ever, right? She'll be the very largest ship in the world, yes. We hold the title now with Wonder of the Seas, which came out uh, almost a year ago, and this one will supersede that. Um, Some people worry about ships being too big. Talk to me about that balance between being a big ship and not feeling like being a big ship. Well, we have a lot of intimate places all over the ship. So if you don't want to be around anyone or just want some quiet time, there's a lot of intimate places everywhere. But again, uh, we've done marketing surveys throughout the years, spent millions of dollars on it, and we're asking what the American public is looking for out of a vacation. And they're looking for an active vacation. So we offer that as well. That's the nice thing about cruising, especially on Royal Caribbean, because it can be as active or as laid back as you want it to be. I had a chance to do uh, Wonder of the Seas twice, uh, once uh, on a two- or three-day, and then we did the uh, Pete Povich cruise on Wonder. And then uh, once you do one of those ships with all the activities, and then if you go on a different ship, a smaller ship, you start asking yourself, where's this? Where's this? Oh, they don't have that. (laughs) Um, But the uh, icon is going to be fantastic. We- yeah, she's she's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime type vacation. There's really never been a ship like this before, and it's going to be the best vacation where your guests are going to have the time of their life, to say the least. One of, one of, the, one of the things people like about all-inclusives is a swim-up bar. And I notice on Icon of the Seas, there is a swim-up bar on the ship. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to give you, if it's okay, just a few stats on the ship because I know there's some listeners out there that are Royal Caribbean loyalists. And just so they know what's coming with this ship, we're going to have eight neighborhoods on this vessel. And I'll talk about those in a few minutes. But um, it's going to carry about 7,514 passengers, seven poles, nine whirlpools, six record, uh, record-breaking record water slides, uh, 20 decks high, and it goes on and on. But if you would like me to, I'd like to go over some of the neighborhoods just to kind of excite them a little bit with their appetite. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. First of all, the Icon class is a new class of ship with Royal Caribbean. And uh, just a tidbit, uh, just so you know, folks out there, that the very first ship that comes in with the new class is, is named after that class. So the Icon class, uh, Icon uh, of the Seas is named after the Icon class. In any case, as I mentioned earlier, it has eight neighborhoods, and I'm just going to really highlight them because we're limited on time. The first neighborhood is called Thrill Island, and we actually have um, what we call Category 6 Water Park. It's going to be the very largest water park at sea, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, too, with six record-breaking slides. We've got the Crown's Edge, and this is going to be really neat. It's an aerial adventure. It's about 154 uh, feet above the ocean. What they do is they harness you up, and you walk on a small plank on the ship's edge. There's a trap door that falls, and you're suspended. <laughs> and then oh, you're this, this sounds very exciting. Back to the solid ground. <laughs> yes. Yes. Believe it or not, again, people are thrill seekers out there, and we. this is not for the um, faint of heart, obviously, that one. But, okay. Bill, I want to see you try that one. <laughs> yeah. I want to see you go through the trap door, Bill. Yeah, yeah, right down the trap door. Right? <laughs> Can you can you imagine hanging uh, about 154 feet over the side of the ship? Uh, it, it, as I said, it's not <laughs> yeah, for the faint of yeah, heart. With my eyes closed. <laughs> we right. also have we also have in that neighborhood the rock climbing wall, which is called the Adrenaline Peak, and the reason being is because it's going to be located at the top of the ship, so it's going to feel even more higher because it's at the top of the vessel. That's a little bit about Thrill Island. We also have Surfside neighborhood. It's really an all-day family neighborhood, and 
it's a great way for families to splash, play, and really eat all day long. We have three pools for the children. Offer spl- we offer uh, Splash Away Bay, uh, Baby Bay, and Edge, uh, the Water Edge Pool. And we have arcades for the kids. We have uh, carousel spins. We have all kinds of dining spots that the families can catch a bite to eat. And uh, don't forget about our award-winning Adventure Ocean Children's Program. It's located in that area as well as a teenage hangout. So the third um, neighborhood is Chill Island. And this actually has four pools and six whirlpools. We have water loungers, and you're going to find one of our four signature pool bars, which is called the Lime and the Coconut, throughout this neighborhood. Um, the fourth neighborhood is called the Hideaway, and it's the, this is a neat one, too. It's the first suspended infinity pool at sea. It's going to give you a 180-degree ocean view while floating in midair eight stories high. We have all kinds of chaise lounges and full-size day beds that are going to be around the pool area. And it's going to be a great place, really, for those photo ops uh, at uh, sunset. Great place to be. Uh, the fifth one is going to be called Central Park, which we have on a lot of the other vessels. But we've designed it a little bit different from the other ships because it's going to offer actually more um, access and more space. We're going to have about 13,000 tropical plants and trees, from what I understand. And also in that area, we're going to have fine dining. We're going to have the upscale shops like we do on the other ships and breezy bars. And we're also going to offer live uh, jazz music that's going to be played throughout the park. Nice. Continuing on, we have the Aqua Dome. This is brand new. Um, very exciting. It's going to be the largest freestanding crystal dome at sea. And it's going to actually transform from a very uh, tranquil oasis-type um, setting during the day to an entertainment powerhouse at night. We have a five-story high waterfall. And we're going to have the Aqua Theater um, located in this area, so it's going to be covered on this particular ship, where we have high diving acts, we have synchronized swimming, um, plus, we're going to have dining options in this area and lounge spots and all kinds of uh, fun and enjoyment in this area. The seventh neighborhood is called the Royal Promenade, which we have on the other ships. But again, this is going to be a little bit different. We've tweaked it. Uh, the Pro- Royal Promenade really is the heartbeat of the ship. We're going to have on this Royal Promenade floor-to-ceiling windows, uh, so you'll have a beautiful view of the ocean. We're going to have 15 bars in that area, restaurants and cafes. And also located in that area is um, our biggest ice arena, which we're calling Absolute Zero. Uh, and this is where we have the ice skating and the phenomenal ice shows where we spend millions of dollars on the choreography and the costumes on all of our programs. But it's going to be spectacular in its own right. And then the eighth neighborhood is a sweet neighborhood, which is located, um, it's a large area, so it's going to be located, from what I understand, on four different decks, and it's going to be sheer luxury for those sweet clients. We've got uh, two large-story sun deck areas with private pools. Uh, we're going to have whirlpools and swinging day beds, and then the sweet guests can dine, and it's exclusive to them at the Coastal Kitchen and at the Grove, which are um, special restaurants uh, just for, again, the sweet guests. So this ship is going to offer a lot of different things, tons of bars, tons of lounges, everything different. We're going to have some of the old favorites from the other ships on board this vessel, but we're bringing in a lot of new um, innovations and new dining and lounges, etc. So it's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, Charlie, I got a text from one of our listeners off our Frio Stack auction service text line. What is the actual size of the ship? As far as passengers, it's going to carry 75,000, I'm sorry, 7,514 passengers. And if they're into gross tonnage, it's 250,800 tons. Whereas up against the Wonder, the Wonder's 236,857. So as you can see, it's going to be about 20,000 tons larger it's going to be a bit shorter from what i understand in length and width but probably higher uh, also another text from one of our listeners uh where will the new ship be stopping will they stop at uh, labadee okay we are doing seven and eight night uh eastern and western caribbean itineraries and she's going to be home ported out of miami mm-hmm. 
the Eastern Caribbean itineraries, from what I remember, we have a couple days at sea. We stop at St. Martin, St. Thomas, and a day at sea, and then a perfect day at Coco Cay. Um, the Western Caribbean, and don't correct me on this, um, it's going to Costa Maya, Roatan, Honduras, Cozumel, perfect day, and then I believe it has a day at sea as well. Yeah, so that's your, your cruise is Western correct, cruise, right? Yes, yes. Ours is the uh, Western Caribbean, seven-night Western Caribbean, and it's April 13th through the 20th. And uh, Coco Cay is just unbelievable. I know some of you are um, have traveled on Royal Caribbean before and uh, maybe have been to the island, but... Uh, this is a this is an entertainment spot all its own, and there's nothing like it in the in the Caribbean. So that's that's just the Coco Cay, the perfect day of Coco Cay um, uh, stop. Uh, the, the other thing, just to give you an idea, I'll just pick one thing, and that's the ice show. Um, I saw the ice show on the Wonder of the Seas. In terms of the quality of entertainment, all the entertainment that makes up Icon of the Seas, the ice show we saw on uh, on Wonder was the best ice show I have ever seen in my life. Really? They are fantastic. And I'm thinking that same uh, approach applies to not only the ice show, but the entertainment, the bars, all the, um, the sporting-type activities. Uh, when Royal Caribbean does something, man, they really, they really do it right. You know, one thing, whether well, it's Royal Caribbean or any of the cruise, one thing I've always wondered about on cruise ships, how do you skate without falling? How do the performers on the plays on stage, I mean, I've been on stage, how do you do that? The ship is moving. Yeah, we're having trouble walking down the uh, exactly. hallway. I mean, <laughs> boy, they must have great balance. Well, it, it's, you, you've got to remember that it's it's got state-of-the-art uh, stabilizers underneath it. But obviously, there are times when storms do come up and we have that ripple effect with the ocean. And if the swells are too deep and the, the captain makes, the master makes the decision with the entertainment staff, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, so sometimes we, we can't do those shows if, if the weather turns bad. Uh, just to give you an idea on the price. Now, air is not included here. We're kind of waiting to see um, if, if you hold too much air, then they penalize you. So we're kind of waiting to see here and probably um, our, our mailers going out probably in a week. So probably by the end of the year, we will have our air in place for this. But without the air, a balcony cabin is twenty one ninety nine per person. A uh, inside cabin, sixteen ninety nine. So the prices aren't bad at all on this. And again, we're going um, uh, going into Miami, and in even if you say five hundred dollars uh, for air, that hopefully that's on the high side. But um, it's a really good price. It's a fantastic ship. Our dates again are April thirteenth through twentieth. It's a seven night cruise. Jenna's going to be the uh, guide from Uniglobe on this one, um, and it's uh, it's just a fantastic experience on this brand new icon of the seas. And Bill, is someone from your office is coming on the pre-inaugural, correct? Yeah, I don't know about. I don't know that yet. Um, I mean, they may. Jenna, Jennifer may have already decided on that, but uh, I, I'm not sure about. Okay. I'm not sure who's, who who that might be. I'll be happy. I'll go. If you need someone to, to represent <laughs> yeah, you, Bill, I'll be happy. Yeah, to we'll, we'll, we definitely will have somebody there. <laughs> uh, you, usually, what we like to do is the person that's taken the group is the one that goes because that way you get a feel for hey make sure you see this hey here's a great spot for um our, our we're going to get together one evening and we're going to go here so if that that person has that knowledge ahead of time that's really helpful on the when they take the group so uh, that may be jenna but I'm, again, I'm not sure the ship is the destination folks it certainly is the destination you can't possibly see in seven nights everything and do everything that's on that ship and I always say that the ports of call are just the icing on the cake. Yeah, you know, you know you could there are do, some people that don't even get off. You they don't do, even get off. They enjoy right, the show. Right, you could do um, you could do it back to back. Do our cruise uh, April thirteenth to twentieth, and then stay uh, another eight days and do the Western <laughs> Caribbean, make it a fifteen day cruise. There you go. Maybe then you get to see there everything. Charlie, this has and been fantastic. Good. Yes. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, this has been fantastic. Um, I'm, I, I kind of wish that, hey, maybe uh, maybe I will get to go on the inaugural. <laughs> you know, that's usually like a two-nighter or something like that. But uh, anyway, uh, again, our, our dates, April 13th through 20th of next year. Uh, anybody that's interested, give us a call on that. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic ship, great experience. And, of course, uh, traveling with a group is always fun, too. So I'm sure this is going to be a great trip. <laughs> Charlie, appreciate your time and today, as we always do. Good I, talking to you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you. Been Thanks great, Charlie. Thank you.
Bill, I, real quick, because uh, we're almost out of time, uh, you're doing a, ch- a church tour in Pittsburgh, right? Uh, we are. Um, we're working with the uh, AARP on this one. Um, they picked a, a trip that they uh, they wanted to do, and uh, we told them, hey, we'll we'll you know help promote the trip as well because we really like the tour, and it's the Pittsburgh Church Tour. It's on December the 14th. It's uh, 229. And uh, it includes uh, the motor coach. Lunch is included. Um, we've got a, uh, Marilyn Thalman's taking a trip. Uh, but if you're interested in joining us, us uh, AARP already has a number of people on this trip. But it's the uh, Pittsburgh Church Tour, December 14th. We've done this trip in the past, and the people have really loved it. So um, whether you're AARP or you're not, um, it doesn't matter. Um, give us a call. Um, get you on the Pittsburgh Church Tour, December um, 14th. New flyers coming out, right? The new flyer is at the printer as we speak, and uh, hopefully uh, maybe by end of next week, maybe should be in the homes of their, our uh, guests. I, I want to take time to talk about the parade, but we're almost, I don't, really don't have time for that. The parade is next, next Friday. A week from today. <laughs> next right? Friday, yeah. Uh, one thing, you had to move the parade route for a variety of reasons. Right. It's going to be more center market oriented than downtown oriented. But I got thinking watching a story on TV7. That actually might be to the viewer's advantage who are down there because Center Market's going to stay open. They are, and there are a lot of uh, food and drink places around there. Right, so that's what I'm they're thinking. saying, hey, you know, you come a little bit early, you know, take advantage of uh, St. Al's is going to have some uh, some food, as they always do, uh, everything from Coleman's Fish to— uh, Later Gator. Uh, all, all of that. Uh, Valley Cheese is open down there. There's a— um, uh, I don't know how many she said uh, we're down there, like 15 or something. But um, there's a lot of opportunities to grab a bite to eat before the parade. And then um, uh, the stretch along Main Street, 24th up to 20th, it's a pretty good straight level stretch. And there's opportunities on both sides of the street to watch the parade. So I I know you had to move it for logistical reasons. But actually, uh, I, I see some value in it being down this in a market. And area. we have almost 90 entries. We got a late start on it this year because of waiting to see what was going to happen. But uh, we've got almost 90 entries on this thing. It's going to be a great parade. Uh, and uh, WTRF is covering it live beginning at 6.30 p.m. We will uh, talk more about that next week. Um, all right, Gunnar Brun, uh, John McCabe is going to join us coming up in the next hour of the show, our Friday roundtable of subjects, which probably will be mainly a Joe Manchin again. Bill, appreciate it. People can call the Uniglobe office or stop by and uh, – Sign up for just about anything you guys yeah. have going on. Yeah, thanks, Howard. It's 9 o'clock. Watch the Oh, my sweet Fraulein down in Berlin town. I'm Derek Dennis. The White House says Israel has agreed to daily four-hour humanitarian pauses to get civilians out of Gaza and to get aid in. But there were fresh Israeli strikes hitting Hamas.